America Meditating Radio Show. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. Hi, everyone. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. We bridge divides, we seek deeper meaning, and we answer life's most compelling questions from experts around the world. Because in a world of uncertainty and division within and out, we will need answers right here, right now. Join me and guests on America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Take a break. Breathe. Why don't you visit the Peace Village Learning and Retreat Center, 518-589-5000. Get off the grid and step inside your heart. Sister Jenna guides you through a powerful, encouraging, and motivating meditation that allows you to let go and become aware of you. Regain strength, power, and peace. Are you in need of a tech service company that's going to deliver the best solutions for your business? Then Atronica is your solutions headquarters. Here we specialize in your individual needs to make sure your business shines. For more information, please call 301-417-0070 or visit us at our website at atronica.net. Atronica, where we deliver for you. The Meditation Museum in Silver Spring, Maryland offers a variety of courses and activities to make your life go a whole lot smoother. Located at 9525 Georgia Avenue, you will be able to experience the beautiful silence that's in the space. There are courses in Raj Yoga Meditation, Positive Thinking, Stress-Free Living, and Personal Development classes. For more information, call us at 301-588-0144 or visit us online at meditationmuseum.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome to America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna, and we're broadcasting from the amazing Meditation Museum in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. If you haven't been out here, I think you're missing something extremely cute and extremely essential for one's own being. We are moving through an incredible time where we're being directed more inwardly. Like there's something inside of our being that is asking us for some attention, to pay some attention to what I need on a very deep spiritual level. And it doesn't matter how long it's going to take you to get there. But the fact that you respond to the call, I think, is the most important step that you can take. We're going to have a heart-to-heart conversation, finding the supermodel in you with supermodel and actress, Claudia Mason. And I'm looking forward to having my heart-to-heart chat with her. Before I get Claudia on the line, why don't we just play one of our favorite, favorite all-time songs? I'm going to play Message Home from Bliss because it's really all about our journey and today and how we're preparing ourselves for our tomorrows. As you all know, my father's still in a coma, and it's been interesting observing the process, but also where it helps you to look at your own journey and ask, what am I, body or soul? Am I here about marketing or selling my physical, or am I here about being present with my spiritual, that deep, innate sense of myself, the divinity, the purity, the loveliness, the power, the virtuosity of spirit. (laughs) I leave that for you to think about. So let's take a few moments and enjoy Message Home 
by bliss. Having a chit chat with Claudia Mason, super model and actress. And I can't wait to get her on the air. But before I get Claudia, is Sister Gita in the studio to offer us one of her incredible, incredible readings? Hello, Sister Jenna, and thank you. I'm grateful for all the good you do. Helping in God's task. Wonderful. Okay, 
good day, all of you, and may we always be fearless. The Drama of Life, from the book, Companion of God. Every passing moment is like a passing act in a play. We, each of us, are the actors playing our parts very well. An actor is never focused on another actor's part, continually criticizing it. He just gets on with his own part, playing it as best as he can. The drama of life is eternal, predestined, and accurate. Whatever anyone else says and does is their role, not mine. My task is to play my part right. Right thoughts restore rightness in the whole play. Practice detaching yourself from your role and experience the truth behind the role. You are not the role you play. Doing this, you will find yourself loving every instant of your role and the drama too. And the question, why has this happened, will be answered. And once again, and the question, why has this happened, will be answered. How powerful and wise the drama of life. Have a wonderful day today while you play your roles. Thank you, as usual, you. You have this ability to elevate our thinking, and it's such a priceless gift, Sister Gita. It's such a priceless gift. Claudia Mason is a supermodel, actress, producer, and now author of her first book, Finding the Supermodel in You, the Insider's Guide to Teen Modeling. She believes that regardless of your weight, health, size, religion, or nationality, there is a supermodel in all of us, discovered at age 13. Claudia, can you imagine? Later went on to becoming one of the world's top models, working with designers including Yves Saint Laurent, Karl Lagerfeld, Versace, Armani, Oscar de la Rente, Valentino, you name it. She's been modeling for them. She's been featured on the covers of such magazines as Vogue, W, L, Cosmopolitan, and numerous foreign publications and starred in prestigious fashion campaigns for Versace, Anne Klein, Fendi, and much more. Claudia's hosted MTV's fashion special, Fashionably Loud, and was featured in Woody Allen's film, Celebrity. Appeared in Enrique Iglesias' music video for the song Rhythm Divine, so you get a chance to see that Claudia has been out there and her beauty and her physique has been her way of expressing something, but something happened with Claudia where she really started to go inwards, and I can't wait to have my conversation with her. Because as her bio continues, uh, here she was in the music video for the song Rhythm Divine, right, with Enrique Iglesias, and it landed her roles in few independent films and a leading role in the independent film called Outpatient. She also appeared on television as a guest star in CSI, NY, How I Met Your Mother, Kitchen Confidential, it goes on. She was recently named a spokesperson for the American Stroke Association 
and is devoted to spreading the word about stroke prevention, early signs and treatment. And I don't know if Claudia knows, but my dad had a massive stroke, and that's why he's actually in a coma. So I'll definitely want to have a chit-chat with her about that. For now, I'd like to welcome Claudia to the American Meditating Radio. Welcome, my dear. Hello. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Such a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Same here. You know, as I was reading through your bio, of course it's clear you've been out there. You've been, and I'm saying this with all due respect, you've been on the market. And I know that one of my other, I know one of my, I have a lot of friends that have been on the market. And there's something that happens in your psyche, in your spirit, where you feel like, am I not more than just this body? And the way my physique is and the way that my face is that people are valuing me. And Mm. there must have been a time for you where you would have those quiet moments or maybe an event happened where you felt like my worth is beyond my skin. Do you recall that moment? And could you share with our listeners, what was that process for you? Yes, I think that had come up multiple times, actually, during the busy years of my modeling career. I certainly did feel that even in the beginning, I did. I was very lucky that I had a, a big start. I started with a bang in the industry, and a lot of the, all of the uh, top clients and photographers wanted to work with me, and it was just beautiful. I mean, that's what happens when uh, someone is discovered at a young age within the entertainment industry, certainly within the modeling industry, and your look is of the moment and you have whatever that is that they want. And it was all very overwhelming, very exciting, but I had always had my heart set on ballet, and I really loved to express myself through dancing. It wasn't going the way I, I planned it to go when I was 12, 13 as a ballet dancer. I was a little too tall and wasn't meant to be the ballet dancer I had dreamed of being. But modeling came into my life and everything was very exciting. But I think I remember even during some of those early years that, uh, well, this is all very glamorous and fun and wow and paying me money and seeing the world and but um, and meeting incredible people, but it was it felt like oh right because it's my face so okay my body and there was a little bit of that like wanting to go back and express my the dancer that had so badly wanted to be expressed or you know in the later years of modeling definitely feeling like okay there are other things I want to do also uh, and it but when you ask that and it's a great question to I think it's easier to not take the negative that that could be when in industry you are known for your shell, so to speak, because, of course, that's what models are known for. I mean, you have to have a personality that can move and relate in front of a camera, for sure. You have to be a professional on set and deal with people off camera because that's how you're going to get other work, as I lay out in my book. But you don't want to then, you want to enjoy all of that. See that it, like with the career of an athlete, it's a short-lived career because it's youth-oriented at its height. Those of us who've had big careers can go on and work. I still model today. But, I mean, you don't want to take the negative and let that go, you know, go inward and think, oh, gosh, I'm just wanted for a shell and there's so much more. So then you need to explore the other parts of yourself. You don't have to walk away from the industry to do that. You can do other things at the same time. But, yeah, that was a difficult feeling to feel as a young kid, as an adolescent, because I didn't have the tools to know how to deal with those feelings. And I think very often models then turn to the sex drug. Sex is a great thing. I don't mean to say, but I mean the over-sex, you know, drugs, fast lane, craziness, because you're kind of trying to, yeah, deal with that everyone's just grabbing you and wanting you and wanting your face and then doesn't seem to be that much interested in more. Well, let me jump in here because I think the modeling industry might be 
almost running a little bit on the same temperament, but perhaps even more so stressful because of just technology and the incredible amount of competition that's out there in the world today. And the fact that we're living through a time where if you really watch the trajectory of the world, we're moving towards a stage of leveraging everyone, where everyone feels that they are just as valuable, that they're just as important, that they're just as beautiful, even if they don't come with the same features, the same skin color, the same height. I mean, we're mm-hmm. witnessing that, that there's a whole opening now of wanting to show, in, you know, women who are overweight, women who don't necessarily have the chiseled feature. And I mm-hmm. love that we're, I love that we're moving towards, you know, an all-consciousness and an all-mentality. But let's mm-hmm. just say that there's still some of us that are young, impressionable, and mm-hmm. we are in the industry, right? And you've mm-hmm. seen the demands that the industry has on your psyche. What if a young girl doesn't have a positive mentorship? Where can she go to find that mentorship if she happens to find herself in this overwhelming, demanding industry, which doesn't really invite her to have her own thoughts or her own or her own conscience. But you and I both know that as you grow older in life, it's going to be your most priceless possession, is to have the ability to think on your own and to think in peace and to be at peace with your choices. Where would a young girl be able to go to if she needs that mentoring, if she finds herself in the crux of the industry today? Amazon.com, where she can buy my book. <laughs> Got it. How's that Got for it. a plug? No, no that is yeah. the first thing, of course, that I want to say in all honesty, and I'm having fun with giving my book a, a boost here, but I have so much in that I wrote the book by myself, which I do love to get out there, um, and I put so much in there specifically for the young girl or boy that is coming into this industry and needs exactly the mentorship that you just mentioned, the guidance the counseling. There was a need in the marketplace for this book. There's no other supermodel who's written one, and I just uh, I knew that I, I had it in me, and, and it was quite a roller coaster to, to go through the whole process. And, but I speak to the young person and their parents and, you know, about just that, how to grow your confidence, self-esteem, um, how to survive when you're on the front lines of fashion. It's a quick-paced business, and you do need someone. You need older people. So if you don't have great guidance from your parents, other adult relatives. There are no mentors out there. There are groups to go to, which I mentioned in the book. They don't have to pay anything. If you really don't have any good adult figures in your life, you know, which is unfortunate, but a lot of kids don't, you're going to have to go out and find it. There are some great authority figures and adults in the industry that will help you. But again, agents and managers and scouts and uh, all of that and bookers are not there. It's a business, right? So they're not supposed to be responsible for one's mental and emotional health. There are good, good agents, yeah, and managers that absolutely try their best to help the girls and pass useful information on. But it's not really their role. They're very busy, you know, with the business at hand of making money uh, from the modeling industry and and being an agent to the model. So the model really needs to take care of herself. And if you don't have those adults around you, I hope that they have a community to go to. It might be be a good idea to start something online for these young girls and boys to be able to have the community because, as you know, even just Hollywood and the entertainment business, it's such a harsh world on your spirit. I mean, now it's becoming a little bit more conscious, and so there might be more of an avenue there for people to find themselves. And so I I think that would be so important because so many young girls get so 
distracted from their ultimate purpose and calling as to why they're here. And yes. I love the fact that you were sharing that it's a particular time. You know, your body's young, your energy's young, your face is young, and you're used for a particular period of time. So during that time, what are you also supporting or contributing to that will be your long-term legacy and your contribution for you, Claudia? It's finding the supermodel in you, the insider's guide to teen modeling. So here's actually my question now to you. When you wrote that last sentence of your book, how Ooh. were you feeling? Oh, I thought you wanted me to quote it. I'm like, ooh, I have to go grab the book. <laughs> no, no, no. How did you feel when you wrote that last sentence? I think it was just the feeling of exhaling like I just did on the phone. But I, you know, I, of course... That last sentence might not have known in that moment. That was the last sentence because of editing and <laughs> turning around. Yeah, the yeah, I know the feeling. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I hear what you're asking, and it just felt like, wow, I did this. I just felt like I came through the jungle with the you know, machete hacking away at the plants in front of me like for mm-hmm. hours. It was just an exhausting process. It was very cathartic and wonderful, and it was great to see that I could, could actually write a book. But it was just it was really it was difficult. So it felt great. It was it was a big exhale, big relief. Beautiful. And I was happy Beautiful. because I'm you know it's yeah there to to help others. And whether someone is yeah. a model or not, quite quite honestly, you know, growing one's confidence can be useful tools at any age for adults who may be forgotten. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I'm phrasing things in a certain way that they hadn't heard before. Any of us who've been out there in the world have a certain amount of success. You know, you have certain tools you learn uh, along the way because you're thrown in with sharks in a lot right. of the, in, the industries out there, certainly the entertainment industry. And you have to sink or swim. And how do you right. swim and survive? That. Well, there's a part in the book yeah. where you talk about being bullied, you know, whether you're bullied as a child. I think also in the industry, you tend to bump into a lot of bossy people who yes. are just very externally driven, but that's just their nature. It's not that they're attacking you personally, but it can be very intimidating I mean, what would you recommend a young girl who might be listening to this interview that you bump into an extremely bossy person or you're at school and you're being bullied because you seem a little bit taller than the rest, a little bit skinnier Mm -hmm. than the rest? What would you recommend their response should be? In that very moment, before they can run and talk to someone else, a teacher, a parent, whatever, in that very moment to recall something that they know about themselves to be true, which of the highest order, positive, their light, their success, what their grandmother, mother, teacher, coach told them when they won a medal, when they won an award, the science. You have to recall some part of yourself that knows how great you are, that knows how, what a special being you are, which everyone is, right? We're all incredible spirits. So whatever you got to you in your life thus far that will allow you to snap into that and recall that in that moment, I think, is a great way to get through. Now, of course, this is easy sitting from where I'm sitting and not being 12, 13, 14, 15 anymore. But I do remember when I was bullied, uh, when you asked that question, a flash of memory came back, certain uh, situation in junior high school, that there was a little part, as although it felt awful in that moment, and kids, whatever, they're screaming or they're taunting or pushing, there was a little part of me that knew that that wasn't, I mean, as much as I felt yucky at that moment, I didn't believe it fully, and I think that comes from the experiences before. You have to, you know, mm-hmm. to recall, to, to, for these kids to please know that it's not about you. 
you know, bullying is not about you. It's other child or when adults do it to each other in a different manner. It's their problem, not yours. Very hard yeah, to recall that's so when true. we're in it. It is. We're so much growing into our skin, and so we don't really know that the bully is actually the one in pain. You know, yes. We never knew that until we become, we became our own people and understood consciousness and understood that if we are in a period or a cycle or a season of pain, and we lash that out at other people, that's just because it can't stain us any longer. And I remembered, Claudia, sharing with an educator who was very invested in bullying for children in schools, and I said, well, why don't you start a campaign where there's something put up in all the schools that if you're bully, you're weak. And, I mean, just mm-hmm. if a bully sees that, that they start yeah. to be like, you know, they would pull back, or, or yeah. if you're bullied, know that you're being bullied by your parents or someone at home don't bully, and how that would create the energy of change in the school because then everybody would know it's not the victim that's the weak one, but it's the one who's actually, you know, attacking the victim, so to speak. I think that was very, very very powerful. Well, here, I mentioned earlier in my conversation about my dad just recently, he's in a coma, and everything is fine, and I had to go to Miami to take him off of a life support, which was very interesting. And he had a stroke where he was at the house by himself, and for hours he was there alone until my aunt came about four hours later. So you can only imagine the brain damage that took place. So when we took him off of life support, the doctors were saying, I guess only another few hours. It's been now almost five days that he's still breathing on his own, and his organs are fine except for his brain. So what I'd love for you to share, because now this has become very personal to me, I know that you are doing work with the American Stroke Association, and there are certain preventative techniques and also some signs that can help us to understand what do we look for if we realize that we might be getting close to that at the borderline. Could you speak a little bit to this for me? Yes, for sure. Well, thank you for sharing that. And thank God your father is, he was your father, you said. I was just caught up in the story. He is my father. Your father, of course, that's okay. Yeah, he's my father. He's still around. He's sort of brain dead, but he's still breathing. And knowing the spirit, like the soul sits in the body, the body's like the car, and the soul is the driver. And so what I've been communicating with him is, Dad, you can go buy another car, go get another car. This one's not working. And so kind of just helping him to understand the process that you can release this. You know, you will see God's light. He will have you look at what you've done right and perhaps areas of your life that you could fix. So if you decide to get another car, then just be aware that there are areas that you will come back into that you want to fix. You know, this is just my understanding of my spiritual jargon. And so smoothing him through the process. But I think that attachment to our car, that attachment to our body and stories, it still has him grounded there. So, of course, everyone's good wishes has been helping but tell us a little yes. bit more about, you know, the whole process of stroke and the signals and yeah. how, what, how do we prepare for this? Or like, how do we prepare to not let it happen? Well, what I know, my own story, I had a stroke myself, and thank God I'm okay today. Very, very lucky, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm a, part, I'm a spokesperson for the American Stroke Association. Happy to be one. But I did not know the signs. I didn't know, first of all, that young people, including infants and children, can get strokes and do get strokes. Just mind-boggling to me. Uh, I used to think of it just as an older person's disease who had, mm-hmm. let's say, an older person with a bad heart, a 
because that's what is usually out there. There's not enough information out there, which is part of the reason I want to, I'm, I'm a spokesperson for the ASA. Just to let everyone know that at any age, no matter what gender and at any time, anyone can get, can have a stroke. So I had, but generally it's from impact if you're a young, healthy person, which is what happened to me. I had a, an accident uh, in a dance class to my neck, which resulted in a, a stroke the next day. And I had no idea the signs. It was a very bad headache. And if I had the information, I would have taken myself to the hospital immediately, which is so important to recognize signs. And again, you can be 12 years old, 15, 50, I mean, I don't care, mm-hmm. any age, any age. But we're used to hearing that, though, about older people, 65 and up. The key for me is that, you know, we have to get the information out there that it's not just the over 65-year-old. It's infants. It's any age. Infants. Children. So, you know, you have to recognize the signs. So children can tell an adult, or an adult, if it's happening to them, can take themselves to the hospital because you just have a three-hour window where they could administer a drug which will help diminish the effects of stroke. I was very lucky because it was just in a partial visual field deficit. That was where I was affected, and it's mostly healed. Little, little spot left on my visual field that is deficit, but I'm so lucky. There's no cognitive or muscular fallout. But again, the problem is I waited. I didn't go right to the hospital. Don't do what I did. You have got to recognize the signs, right? So it's, it's visual field can be impairment. It's uh, the ACT FAST, that acronym, uh, face drooping, arms drooping, speech. Either you can't speak or you can't understand what's being spoken to you, then T, time to call. So you mm-hmm. have to recognize these signs to help a stranger like I was helped by a stranger or help yourself or help your child and take it immediately. Don't think it's, you know, I thought it was a migraine. I'd never had a migraine. I thought, gosh, maybe I didn't eat enough food today, low blood sugar. No, 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 no. Uh, You know, the headache was severe enough for me to, I should have, right, I thought that something was wrong when I didn't. And sometimes women, unfortunately, just, oh, it's okay, this will pass. I have thousands of things to do today, you know. I can't stop for a silly, weird headache, even though I've never had one this severe, and my visual field is going in and out, hmm, but oh, it'll pass, you know. Oh, my gosh. So, again, thank God I'm alive today and fine. Yeah, beautiful. So we have to act immediately which I have yes. come to learn now from my father and my grandmother. So, yes, definitely yes. anyone who's really out there listening to this, it is. this is new to me, that you could be a child, you could be a baby, you could be whatever, but don't wait until you think you're 60, 65 is when the risks are higher. Just be very exactly. cognizant of taking care of your being and your body. So as we come to a close of our beautiful, exuberating conversation, you live an active, ah. a full life. What methods do you use to de-stress and relax? Meditation, absolutely. TM is my preferred method of meditation, transcendental meditation. I absolutely love it. Mm. I've always believed in meditating, and I think there are many forms. You know, you pick the right one and the right technique for you. There can be a meditation of just walking along the beach or even in a noisy city street. You know, if you get your mind into just focusing on your breath, and and there's many forms out there. But it's so important to meditate. It's also great for, since I had a stroke, it's a wonderful healing method, you know, meditation. But everyday, everyday tool to deal, as you said, with stress and the craziness of life, it's important to find some kind of meditation technique, some kind of mm-hmm. prayer. And when I was listening to your opening and that beautiful meditation that, I'm forgetting the name, excuse me, your associate, yeah. Sister Gita read, I was reminded, I was reminded when I lived in Los Angeles going to Agape transdenominational center oh, yeah. for spiritual truth and Michael Reverend Michael Beckwith is just so wonderful 
and I missed that place. They were just so that was also a great way to to de-stress. But I'm not I'm not on that coast right now. But um, <laughs> we well, have to have love to ourselves. Our, <laughs> you're going to have to visit our meditation art gallery on Fifth Avenue and Thirty Second Street. Oh now great! You left alone, right? So oh, leave me with your best vision for yourself that would make the world a better place. Best vision for myself that would make the world a better place. What a question. Wow, I have to throw mm-hmm. that on me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to fulfill one's purpose in life, right? We always That's always thrown around, and I think that's so important. And I don't think you have to know exactly what it is. There could be a few different things. I, I definitely wrote this book in order to give back, to help people out there be the best that they can be, whatever they're doing, whether it's fashion-related or not. And so how I can use my expertise that I have from being in this industry so long and having success in it to help mm-hmm. others on their way is what comes up right now when you ask me that. I love that. I love that. Claudia Mason, thank, thank you. you so much. Leave us with a website for oh, finding yeah. the supermodel in you. It is. Thank you. ClaudiaMason.com. And I'll just throw in my Twitter and Instagram handles too, at ClaudiaMason1. Beautiful. Sounds perfect. All the very best, my dear. And keep <laughs> Thank you. Work. You too. Thank you so mm, much. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. So find your mentor within. Go to Finding the Supermodel in You, the Insider's Guide to Teen Modeling. If you happen to find yourself in the midst of an industry that will really ask everything from you, which is all on the external level. And as you all know by now, based on Claudia's sharing, it's a growing process. It's a growing process. And of course, Sometimes back in our days, at least in my days, you didn't really have a go-to resource. Your go-to resource is what your mama said and what your daddy said or your grandmother said, and that was it. And so to know that you've got so much more available for you, all the young ladies and men out there, please, just make sure you keep your head on straight. Nothing lasts forever. Believe it or not, you actually don't stay young forever, but you can keep looking good for a long time. And so what is it that you want to prepare yourself for on the inside, that you want to work with, that you want to build the resources of the people that you meet in the industry, which are fascinating people? What kind of a charity, contribution, donation, cause are you ready to move your life into? All right? So take care of yourselves. Thank you so much for joining us on America Meditating Radio. Remember to visit ClaudiaMason.com. If you want a copy of Finding the Supermodel in You, the Insider's Guide to Teen Modeling. Remember. No one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And we are here to love each other the same. And for Claudia, we're going to play her Ashe Ashe from Ricky Byers Beckwith from Agape. Take care, everyone, and be well. Ashe Ashe, my life is a good life. Ashe Ashe, my life.
Jay, I- 